Hello and welcome to another episode of Startup Hustle Middle East. We're here at Step Conference for the third time in a row and we've met some incredible people, one of whom is here on the podcast with us. So this is Riyadh, he's, pa- he's a partner at MEVP, uh, which is a VC focused on the MENA region. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for making the time. You had a very interesting panel on Web3 as well at Step Conference. So. Yeah, it was super fun. Yeah. Uh, great. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about what MEVP does? Sure, yeah. We're a VC based out of Dubai and we have offices in Beirut, in Abu Dhabi, in uh, Bahrain and in uh, Egypt and uh, Saudi Arabia. We invest across the MENA region from Morocco all the way to Pakistan and from Turkey to Nigeria. But we're really focused on the Levant region, Saudi, UAE and Egypt. Uh, this is the core markets. Uh, at the core, we're fund managers who so manage multiple funds and our latest fund is a Series B or growth stage fund. Uh, that's a $90 million fund uh, that invests across the same region and uh, uh, and we've done uh, more than 15 deals out of that fund. Uh, Amazing. And, uh, we're hoping to do a few more before we raise the, the next fund. Okay. And can you tell us some of the brands that you've invested in? Yeah, so over the years we've invested in Anrami, which just listed Amazing. on the NASDAQ. Thank yeah. you, thank you so much. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, it's a great uh, success story from the MENA region, a first yeah. for a tech company, and we hope to see more. As you know, Swivel is also listing. Yeah. Uh, but we've also invested in uh, brands and companies like Trucker in Dubai, uh, Nana, which is a grocery platform in Saudi Arabia. We've invested in some fintechs. Uh, uh, Treasury Express, based out of Lebanon, was acquired by Bottom Lines Technologies, which is a listed U.S. listed company as well. We've also invested in Rain, which is a blockchain, uh, which is a cryptocurrency exchange out of Bahrain. Okay. Uh, and and many more. So over the years, we've invested in more than sixty companies. Nice. Uh, and um, we're sector agnostic, so we, we look at uh, multiple sectors. Uh, there are some sectors that we like more than others, and there are some sectors that we don't like. But it varies by fund. So. Each fund really has a mandate, a geographic mandate, a stage mandate, so early versus later stage, etc. And uh, a few themes that we follow. But honestly, this uh, our industry moves so quickly that we really build a thesis, but as well as reactive to what's going on in the market. Like if you ask me two years ago, I would never have guessed that Web3 or uh, NFT would yeah. be something we'd invest in. However, we've done two investments in Web3 uh, from fund uh, from f- f- recently and looking to do more. So we're excited to what's happening globally and especially what's happening in the region. So, I mean, Step Conference is now 10 years old. Uh, we were here when the first Step Conference event happened. How do you think the startup ecosystem has changed changed since uh, since in the last decade you would say yeah it's been it's been a very interesting journey i think i've been in the in this industry for 6 years right and and i've seen things change dramatically i think you're seeing a lot of experienced founder uh, so initially we used to see either people with experience in their industry launching technology companies but they used to have trouble finding experienced staff around you know digital marketing technology ai or a lot like of the co-founders maybe of course of yeah. course now what we're seeing is the found either second time founders launching or 
founders who were CTOs of other companies. So, for example, the CTO of Swivel launched his own company in Egypt. And we're seeing a lot of ex-Kareem guys, the Kareem Mafia launched their own company. So this is one yeah. really exciting trend that has mm. happened, that is happening now. Okay. Another thing is we're seeing digitization of all the industries. Initially, it was content with Anrami, then transportation. But now we're really seeing uh, innovation and digitization across the board. And, and we're at the cusp of Web3. So we're seeing really deep innovation happening. Another area we're seeing... Um, interest is uh, a lot of investors have come to the scene which in my opinion is a good thing hmm. right we're seeing more money across all stages we're also seeing international investors come and invest in the region so you saw sequoia they do their first investment here kleiner perkins do their investment general atlantic we're seeing really exciting names come and i think they fill a gap where they can bring in uh, more money at a later stage and more hmm. experience yeah and finally exits have materialized this used to yes, be hard yes. and yes yeah so now with the uh, some of the very interesting acquisitions, so Uber acquiring Kareem and others, and you know, food delivery, uh, food, 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 Amazon Souk. Yeah, Delivery Hero acquiring a lot of these players, but now we're right. seeing listings. So this is a really important development and, 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 mm -hmm. and, and a validation of what's next. So uh, Anrami listing in the US, but also Jahez listing in Saudi Arabia. So that's a new avenue that just opened up and it just creates so many possibilities for founders and investors. And I think this is another catalyst for growth. So I think, I think uh, we have all the ingredients now uh, mm. and uh, and a lot of exciting things are about to happen for founders, investors and the ecosystem. Awesome. Yeah, I think the market has really matured. Uh, like you mentioned about seasoned investors, we've also seen that with Hossam from Namshi moving over and starting Tabby as well. Absolutely. So, um, and in terms of like when we started at that time, the biggest news was Rocket Internet's stake in Talabat. <laughs> but now with uh, with listings etc., uh, founders are also realizing and startups are realizing that there's one there's multiple ways to exit there's multiple acquisition yeah. options as well so yes uh, and and listings are important because they bring maturity like to yeah. list is much more difficult than to get acquired you yeah. have more responsibility you have more regulatory bodies looking at you so it's going so now everyone wants to list right and we yeah. tell them to list you have to have list of 10 requirements and you have yeah. to mature the organization you have to mature your financials you have to uh, you know reinvent yourself and rebuild yourself and i think that's a good thing it's going to bring a different it's going to attract different caliber of uh, people into the industry because you're going to need cfos and auditors and every and other uh, types of uh, individuals who have had this experience in existing in in more mature companies come into tech companies and transform them and and i think that's that's a good thing uh, so so yeah, it's uh, it's it's exciting. It's a completely different ball game in yeah, terms of due diligence. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, and responsibilities because if you're yeah. going to list in the US, for example, there's an you're going to have to answer to the SEC, right, and to yeah. the Nasdaq, uh, you know, uh, audit board and other other things, and you have duties to your shareholders. It's a different uh, ball game, but it's a good thing and uh, more to come, hopefully. Yeah, great. Also, also it's bringing competition in the market. So yeah. after the Saudi listing, we're seeing more interest from you know uh, the 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 public markets in uh, dubai and abu dhabi so i think that's 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 a welcome change okay. yeah i see the dubai stock market opening up as well very soon yeah. to private companies and stuff that's what the rumors are so yeah uh, yeah so it should be an interesting development so speaking of which what kind of companies do you usually look at or what in particular do you look at in a company when you think of investing into them uh, like what's the most important thing 
Yeah, well, we look at in a company, right? Uh, as if quite a few things. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, very importantly, the founders, right? Uh, who are the founders? What do they bring to the table? Do they complement each other? Do they have the right uh, uh, technical experience, but also the right experience in the industry, right? We like founders who have built, who were in the, you know, uh, industry before uh, solving a problem using technology. We like founders who complement each other. So one tech co-founder, one salesperson, or person who was able to sell the, the vision, the dream, right? Mm. We also right. look at their team and we try to test to see if they've they know they have gaps and they're ready to fill them and that's that's important you know everyone has gaps in the organization but uh, it's good when they know the gaps and when mm -hmm. they know that they have to address them we also look at the market size yeah. and the market size is just a check it's not really to be accurate just to see how big really it is we look how defendable the business model is all right mm -hmm. and and how they want to defend you know their position uh, over time we also look at uh, very important importantly traction mm. okay uh, what's going on how healthy is attraction are they really investing and getting good return on investment are their cohorts healthy cohorts means you know every class of customers or users they acquire how are they trending over time are they staying are the they coming back value. yeah we look at lifetime of course yeah. but one thing we s we focus on as specifically from fund 3 uh, mevf 3 which is a growth stage fund is product market fit and product market fit is is a stage every company reaches, whether it's offline, online, etc. And it's really when you say, I know what my product is, I know who is my market, meaning who is the customer segment I go after. Yeah. I know how to sell them. I know the price. And this is how I sell them, right? And 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 and, and this one is the answers are, are very easy to know if you've reached product market fit and it's in the traction. Like if you're seeing growing traction, if you're seeing good results, it means the customers are ready and willing to pay for your product. You have the right product for you're you're solving the right problem. You have the right solution for that problem, mm -hmm. and uh, and magic happens when you reach that. And we from we used to have more early stage funds. From fund three, we're not doing you know seed or pre seed. And this is when you have to iterate in your product, and it's yeah. normal. You know, pre seed is maybe you don't have even a product. Mm -hmm. Seed right. is you have a product, but you don't know if it's the right product. You have to iterate, and that's totally fine, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And growth is where we are is really you know this is the product it's missing a lot of features it's yeah. missing a lot of things but you know you at least know that it's working and you need the to grow, you need money to grow, and this means you need more salespeople. You need maybe more f engineers to build more products. You need different sets you need, uh, of uh, of uh, of of missing gaps in the organization. However, you know that this is the product, and this is uh, where you uh, this is your customer. Mm -hmm. Right? Okay. Do you guys also have a financial limit? Like, okay, they must be sh should be crossing this amount of revenue per year or per month, or is the this number of users? Yeah. Like how do you what what traction metrics do you guys usually look at? Yeah, look, traction is very important. However, we don't have any limits. It really varies by business model and by sector, right? Yeah. Some business models don't make money f in the first two, three, four years. For example, we invested in Fresha, which wasn't making money, but it has incredible traction in a sense where uh, salon, Fresha is a, is a software as a service for salons and spa. Basically, it helps the wellness industry better run itself. And they were having great traction because they had an amazing product. They knew where the target customer was. They were growing gr exponentially and globally. And they were having a lot of referrals. And this was a great test of product market fit, right? Okay. They started monetizing three, four years, five years even down the road. And that was fine. Uh, so we don't really have a certain threshold. What we look for is, th is trends and healthy trends. Like the last 
best thing we want to invest in is a company that is burning their way into growth and mm. burning spending and burning is imp is is a is a way however you should make sure that you're in, you're getting a good return on your investment which means you are uh, buying the right buying the right customers right mm. this right. this is when things like long time uh, lifetime values are important however initially it's really hard to have a sense you can estimate lifetime value but yeah. within a period of six weeks plus you could start uh, measuring and realizing that yeah actually this is this is not a good investment or this is the type of customers that I want or this is the, the right business model that I want to make sure I have a good investment mm. uh, return on investment right yeah yeah, yeah. Um, what are some uh, recent investments that you've made that that you're very excited about I mean you if you can talk a little bit more about in the NFT space as well yeah, so we invested uh, in a company called Niftycraft, uh, founded Niftycraft. by second-time founder uh, Vincent Soup, who uh, was the founder of Falafel Games. And what what he he, he Falafel Games was was a builder of games, etc. What he realized with the NFT uh, technology uh, is that it it could be applied. Uh, and provide a, a solution to the gaming industry in a sense where characters, items in the game, uh, you know, Much. tools in the game, uh, you know, uh, avatars, right, could be uh, forged by someone, could be created by someone to make a profit, to make a return, and then they could be bought by users, resold, and then used in various games. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they are, this is their thesis. So they think that items in the game and characters should be owned by their users, uh, and this can be done through NFTs, right? And they yeah. could be used across multiple games. So for example, uh, a sword or a hat or uh, sunglasses could be used in multiple games. Yeah. yeah, and this is the dream and the vision. So this is uh, a small investment that we've done recently uh, and hopefully more to come and also looking at a couple of NFT marketplaces uh, that are similar to uh, uh, to OpenSea okay. and uh, focus on the MENA region and we haven't done an investment yet but we're, we're looking at this space yeah okay that's very interesting interesting yeah with yeah. NFTs I'm I'm a bit nervous uh, one because I'm still in the process of completely understanding um, and, and second also because it it's so new that you can't tell if it's here to stay but I, I'm guessing if you're making an investing investment in it look you have to uh, dissociate the technology from the application at the moment yeah. I think the technology is definitely here to stay because it enables so many things and an NFT is a, is a technology built on another technology which is blockchain, blockchain. which yeah. is built on another technology which is the internet right yeah. so it's really here we are adding layers uh, to solve a specific problem right now buying an NFT and an NFT you know 10xing in value in one day etc this is speculative and this could change and you know sentiments could change like we are really trying to avoid emerging the hype with the technology because I think it scares people yeah. and there are scammers out there there are really short-term thinking people out there and this is not what we want we're not investing in NFTs themselves but we really believe in that NFT as a technology like we believe in blockchain as a technology and as an enabler we don't know what they're going to solve but we know some of the biggest problems of content creators of creatives are be will be solved through nfts and that's a good thing and that's like i said on stage we think that uh web3 which is the umbrella term for all the blockchain based yeah. uh, applications 
will solve problems of uh, for uh, all the stakeholders, whether they are investors, whether they are users, whether they are creators, whether they give their time, their money, etc. And and that's very powerful. Like if you look at Web two today, if you look at Snapchat, Instagram, everything where users, even YouTube, everything where users have to put a lot of inputs, like time, yes. money, effort. Yeah. They're doing it almost for free today, right? Forget about YouTube. If you look at Snapchat, etc., they're doing it for free, right? Imagine what will happen when they're doing to make millions of dollars, right? And yeah. I think this is so powerful. Like it works without making money. You have to make money indirectly. So you have to do promotions. Yeah, you have to do you partnerships, partnerships yeah. etc. But imagine the possibilities when you have to when you just make direct input uh, outputs out of your input when you make money directly when you sure. are an owner in that ecosystem yeah it's so exciting guys honestly yeah. like i think i think it's there's gonna be one day we're gonna wake up and we, just, we will say like yeah ha, yeah ob obviously right like yeah. obviously this is yeah. gonna work right? yeah. so an interesting thing that's happening in the nft space is some creators are selling limited edition tokens and it's basically the value of their brand. Like yeah. Logan Paul is it's selling his NFT. And if you think Logan Paul is going to blow up in, in the next three to four years, you're going to buy his shares, basically. Yeah. So a lot of creators are looking into that space, you know, like of, of digitization of their own uh, brand Brand value. equity. Yeah. yeah brand yeah. equity. And another thing that's solving is digital ownership, right? Like yeah. so... You can buy digital goods and and claim ownership to them. It's not just a copy of it. It's like yeah, a, yeah. a one of one or something yeah. like that. You know. Yeah. 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 So this is the problem you are solving. So first, for uh, uh, this is what NFT solves, right? First, yeah. for a creator, honestly, in the digital world, right, they can control the ownership yes right of that digital item it wasn't the case before yeah it failed with music etc it's complicated right now you could say this is that th who this is who owns this digital art and today yeah. we're talking about jpegs could be so much more complicated right yeah. sure uh, but this is a problem solved for the creator and then for the users suddenly uh, the same. This is the same solution where I, actually I can own something and it's valuable, yeah. Yeah. and I can monetize it, and I can prove that I own it, and, and nobody can take it away or you know reuse it without my uh, permission in a way. Right. Yeah. And this is a, a very small application. I think NFTs could be used to many things. Think yeah. about some you know official records, government records, yeah. etc. Like you spend so much uh, productivity is lost when you have to validate certain documents, when you have to go to actually uh, uh, not. not Authorized documents, yeah. proof that you know every every time you have to create, uh, get a document, you have to go to the source and yeah. you know, reissue it. I yeah. think NFTs will solve that problem as well. When you say, actually, this is my birth certificate and yeah. this is the true form of my birth certificate, and yeah. it's validated using NFT. There's so much that could be built on top of NFTs and yeah. digital contracts as well. Like it's yeah. cool that yeah. uh, a creator can like sell his art, and then every time that art exchanges hands you get a commission out of it yeah. you know you can build that digitally into your contract of your nft yeah you and, and this is what the blockchain solves is that yeah. actually validates transaction it authenticates ownership it uh, automates certain outputs out of the inputs without having uh, the need for a middleman or centralized authority to actually bureaucracy. say yeah, yeah or bureaucracy that's absolutely you're absolutely right and nfts and blockchain and smart contracts will outlive whoever creates them i think sure. there's a big and unhealthy debate about fighting centralization etc i think it's good to have this kind of mental discussion around or debate around yeah look this is going to disrupt that but 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 really for 
most people is actually unlocking productivity. And every time you unlock productivity, whether it was with the, you know Steam Engine or then with you know the computer and then with the mobile phone and then with the internet and smartphone, etc., you uh, you create value, right? So this is yeah. what's sorry, not COVID. This this is what's <laughs> yeah. This is essentially what Web3 and blockchain will do. And we cannot know like when the smartphone was created, people didn't. We don't know how quickly the adoption is going to happen. Yeah, and know. the use case, right? Like yeah. people would not have guessed that you know filming videos and pictures will be the probably one of the biggest uh, mass use case of a smartphone but yeah. it is today and yeah. and who knows what uh, blockchain uh, or which is essentially a decentralized computer this is what yeah. i like so people say a blockchain is a decentralized database i think a most a more useful reality and a more useful technology is uh, saying that blockchain is a decentralized decentralized computer mm. and this is what ethereum and other uh, blockchain uh, blockchains are right yeah. now it's no longer a decentralized database only it's a decentralized programmable computer and just yeah. think about the possibilities yeah, yeah it's incredible it's cool um so we're going to to digress a little bit from NFTs and blockchain, but uh, I'm uh, very curious to know how does it work with any MEVP? Uh, do you have multiple funds? So the fund that is invested in uh, in NFT, uh, at, uh, what was it called? Nifty? Nifty Craft. Nifty Craft. So is the mandate to look into uh, you know growth stage companies uh, that are in the blockchain NFT space? space or what's how does it work so when we created so each so mevp manages multiple funds right yeah. each fund when it's created it has a life a term it has a mandate right which covers geography stage and strategy and and, and themes investment and we call this the investment strategy okay. so we launched fund one which is a 10 million dollar fund early stage fund this was launched 11 years ago we've invested from that fund and for example and rami that fund invested over a period of three years. Mm. Now we're exiting that fund. Right? Then okay. we raised fund two, which was a $32 million fund focused on certain themes like marketplaces, health tech, etc., but also early stage. Okay. Now we're in fund three, which is called Middle East Venture Fund Three. And this is a growth stage fund. From that fund, we're not supposed to invest in NFTs. However, after four years down the road, uh, this technology emerged and we wanted an exposure in that fund. So we made an exception and we're investing actually from from MVP itself into Nifty Craft, uh, potentially for the next fund, not for MVF3. However, MVF3 has invested in Rain, which is a cryptocurrency exchange, and okay. it fit our purpose because. Rain was doing tens of millions in transactions a month. They were generating revenue. They were growing. They had a license from the Central Bank of Bahrain, so it, it fit the bill. Check, yes, yeah. it filled the bill for MEVF3. We did a uh, we led a Series A of six million in Fund Three and uh, from Fund Three in Rain, and then we reinvested in the Series B. Uh, you know, alongside Kleiner Perkins, Paradigm Ventures, and Coinbase Ventures. So this is the thesis. But Fund MEVF3. Uh, still has a year period of six months and after that we can only invest in existing companies and we'll probably launch fund four which will have a new mandate and a new geographical so it's what i guess what's important for entrepreneurs to know is that mm. 
when you are talking to a VC, they are essentially fund manager, they manage funds, and they have, each fund has a term, has a life, has a strategy, has a geographic mandate, state has mandates. Has a budget. Has a, yeah, exactly, average ticket size. So we, and from MEVF3, we're putting three to five million, mm. but from fund two, we're putting 750K to a million and a half. And, yeah. and this matters, right? So just know, you're, you know who you're talking to before, do some research, ask around, everyone knows everyone. Just know the sweet spot so that you don't go earlier than you should or you don't take a, a no as a setback uh, sometimes funds say no for many external reasons not related to the business so don't take that personal okay yeah. okay great and um, in terms of uh, you know growth stage uh, businesses that that you've invested in as part of fund three how do they uh, approach you is this all vasta or do they just come out <laughs> and pitch to you because I mean our, our why, why, do you, why do you think we are here <laughs> no, we are here to meet people, to just connect. Everyone is one person away from me and from my team members. We spend a lot of time in events, uh, in accelerators, in demo days. We mentor startups in incubators, accelerators, just to build the connections. We are available on all the Insta on, 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 on Twitter and all social media, LinkedIn. Everyone can reach out. By nature, we want to talk to others, so it's very easy yeah. to reach us, honestly. Yeah. And... Uh, and, and uh, an intro helps, but it's not the only way. Like you could come uh, uh, to us through a friend or through uh, someone in the ecosystem or, or a founder. But we really get a lot of inbound from our existing portfolio companies, from the our network and ex accelerators, incubators, from our investors, our LPs. Mm -hmm. uh, and also from other players in the ecosystem. But we also go and do outbound. So we go reach out to entrepreneurs. It has become really exciting and, and competitive. So we go and reach out to founders sometimes before they reach us. And, 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 and that's a good thing. Mm, that's interesting because I mean it, there's it no Wasta involved ever <laughs> yeah. no we invest it's, other people's Wasta, money I think I think yeah. Wasta is uh, is probably not the best term but in general a uh, feedback we've heard from entrepreneurs is that it's it is intimidating to reach out to uh, VCs it's intimidating to pitch to put yourself out there to put your business out there what is the best way to approach I understand and, and this so is that's why I yeah understand it's typical of technology co-founders and that's why I said in the beginning it's a core to have a technology co-founder it really helps a lot if you have a salesperson and by salesperson I mean someone who can sell the vision who can convince Andres. the best talent to join your company because it's a risk as well for talent to join right and to take a leap of faith come to a startup etc but also to convince the investors and yeah. more investors because you have to sell a vision that yeah. this is where I want to be especially in the early stage right and um, it helps, but if you're not that type of person, you should not be intimidated. I just trust your instinct that f that investors want to find yeah. the right uh, founder, the right startup. So just reach out, ask for an intro if you need to, but just reach out, reach out on LinkedIn or Twitter, whatever you have uh, to reach. Uh, it's just we're just one one DM away, like uh, mm. so. So yeah, no, never so slide into reality. Also, DMs. we don't. Yes, yes. <laughs> Actually, I have an open uh, LinkedIn profile, so anyone can DM me. Okay. Uh, but also, like, never think that you need to pitch, right? Like, uh, founders often think that they have to pitch, you know, and to have to go and have. I think they have to make other believe in what they are building and why it's important and why it's valuable. And and this isn't a pitch. This isn't. This is selling your vision and selling your story and i think founders take the most risk yeah. they often leave good careers 
uh, they invest their savings. They get their families and their friends and their wives and husbands into this journey. They take the most risk. It's it's we understand this, and it's important to uh, to show show that uh, to the investor. Like you are putting so much of you what you own and what you have at stake and 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 because you believe in what you're building and because yeah. it's so important and because you saw this opportunity in your in your previous life right yeah sell this right don't sell uh, a pitch or a story just sell the passion that why you're building it why it's important why it's gonna work and of course there are challenges of course you have gaps of course things aren't going as well as you we've we've been there and you know MVP has been in the journey in 10 11 years and we've seen a lot of things go uh, wrong right etc we know and we can help right no this is what you need to sell and and being genuine being true is what what sells okay right that that's amazing advice i think i think it's really good to like you said find a partner that if you're not good at selling that vision to find a partner that can you know I absolutely think. some people are natural sellers and yeah. and uh, and and yeah they help a lot they help to get your first customer your, your first 10 customers they help you know to bridge the gap they they distort yeah. the truth they don't see obstacles they don't see issues yeah you very know optimistic. like i was in yeah. kareem uh, working closely with Melissa and magnus in the early stage in 2013 i, I was doing Doing an internship, an MBA internship with them, and they used to say things. I look at them like, okay, they don't see reality. Like naive, not naive at all. I think they're just believers that they can change the world, and there no obstacle would stand in their way. And mm -hmm. and this is how you have to mentally. And if you're not like that, find someone who can uplift you when you're down. Find yeah. that person who's gonna counterbalance you, and and that's important. That's really good advice. So you've been on the side of like the Kareem journey as well as now on the investor side and stuff which do you enjoy more uh, <laughs> I, both are challenging and both are, are both are exciting I didn't spend enough time in Kareem and you opened up Qatar for them yeah I was right? a GM of they had lunch in Qatar but they didn't have enough drivers etc I was in charge of, of Qatar uh, which was exciting and challenging uh, at the same time uh, I think I don't know which one is harder I think in investing you have to pick you have to be a good judge of character, a good judge of business models, a good judge of markets. You have to believe in things. You have to take risk. In being an entrepreneur is you have to focus, 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 focus. Build something. Don't take any setback. Uh, you know, uh, uh, don't let setbacks go and uh, you know uh, hurt you mentally. Just get energy out of them. Solve problems every day. So it's very different. But uh, I think they're complementary. I think good founders will eventually make good investors, and maybe good investors will, will, will could make. We're seeing a lot of XVCs launch their own startups. So uh, Jad Antoun, uh, who used to be at Beko, launched Huspy and is doing very well. And, and I'm seeing more uh, so yeah yeah we're seeing uh, th yeah. people go to go, go the other side yeah, yeah yeah it's becoming very fluid now because I also saw Christian from uh, Kareem has moved and started something else as well Christian Fle Flexpay Eid, Eid, uh, ah yeah yeah he launched new, uh, new Sapi yeah yeah from correct. Quick Up and I think he was yes. in Kareem yeah, yeah yes yes and his co-founder by the way uh, Ibrahim, he used to be at Designer Twenty Four. Uh, yeah. Sorry, before that, before Sapi, he was in uh, Washman, and then Designer Twenty Four, and then Kareem. Wow. So yeah, this okay. is what I meant. Like these founders are bringing a toolkit and a skill set that they're applying, and we're seeing uh, faster uh, results just because people know and they've did it before, and they've had the, the you know they've had the fair share of uh, problems, and uh, they have learned. So yeah, it's exciting. The experience yeah. 
life matters, right? Yeah. Experience is everything. Yeah. I, I remember we we when the Kareem acquisition happened, we had a podcast episode and we were talking about how this is going to change the ecosystem because with the Kareem acquisition, there were so many people that had experience with the Kareem, but also now had additional funds to go out and explore and either yeah. invest or start something of their own, you know, because it created what twenty three millionaires or more than that, more than that, fifty okay. something. Million. Yeah, this is a little bit of a while ago, so I don't. I think Kareem let people dream. Like, okay, this is achievable because everyone was doubting Kareem every step of because the way. Because they were second yeah. market, and this is hard. It's just hard to build this business. You're building. Yeah. You're competing with the taxis in the MENA region. It's hard. There was Uber, yeah. etc. But they showed that it can be done, and you can be very successful. And then, so people outside Kareem became dreamers, and people in Kareem who got the, uh, you know, who have seen it, seen everything and got and the skill set. Yeah. yeah, they launched their own company. I think you have like maybe four or five people, uh, teams who left Kareem and launched B2B e-commerce. Like, I'm Amazing. not kidding. Yeah. So in Amazing. Saudi, Pakistan and, and, and other places, all of them, yeah. many of them are competing now, ex-colleagues. But, yeah. but that's, that's, that's healthy. <laughs> Yeah, it's very healthy. It is a big sign of, of a maturing market as well. So, great, amazing. Uh, it's been awesome to have you, and I have learned a lot as well. <laughs> Thank you, no, it's uh, been both. fun. Yeah, yeah and uh, enjoy the rest of the event. And uh, we'll, yeah, Where, so people can find you on LinkedIn, right? That's the best yes, place. Yes, so it's first open. of all, if you're coming to Step, uh, we have a booth, but also people can find MEVP on our website. All our members are very active on LinkedIn and, and Twitter. Okay. Uh, but mostly LinkedIn, I would say. But uh, yeah, we can reach out. You don't need to ask for an intro, but asking for an intro helps. But just you know, or just slide into DM. Uh, yes, slide into Riyadh's <laughs> DMs. Yeah. yeah, or or anyone else. Uh, yeah. We are uh, twenty team members, so yeah. Nice. Find awesome. a common, find something in common with someone, either a previous school or a country yeah. or a company, and yeah. just you know, have, but Connect, yeah. but just call outreaches are fine, and uh, yeah, don't try to be uh, uh, you know in intimidate. Don't don't think you don't be intimidated, please. We're okay. all nice people. Okay. <laughs> and I would I, I would we say all my, my uh, peers as well and other VCs as well. So yeah. Okay, great. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, you so much for being on the show. It, it was a pleasure and uh, see you around. Yeah, great. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Cheers.